0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Everyone in Philadelphia, what are you believing God for? How many want to believe for greater things, for higher things, for the things that God really wants to pour out on our lives? Anybody here feel that way today? Come on, put your hands together if, if, uh, if that's what you're longing for. And look, here's a, I'm gonna, I want to be really plain over the course of the next three weeks. And, and I want to say this. Okay, we as people in ministry, our job is to shepherd you. Our job is to help to lead you spiritually. I can't walk your walk with God the only thing I can do is help to shepherd you and to lead you to the best of our abilities and we do that in a variety of ways we do that by praying for you we do that by studying and preparing all throughout the week we we counsel we we do all sorts of things we prepare ministry events and on and on and on the most important thing out of all of those is that somehow we help you connect more deeply with Jesus at the end of the day that's what this comes down to we want to help you connect more deeply with Jesus sometimes because you, you know we're, we're we've got the battles of life we've got the challenges of life those things are so noisy that we actually can't, we we don't realize and we don't take advantage of what's really available to us as children of the Most High God. And when we fast, that opens up for us. We don't wanna settle for the lower things. We wanna settle for the greater things in God. And can I tell you something? If you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. And the quality of your life and the kind of year that you're going to live is going to be so great and so powerful, not just in Chicago, but in Philadelphia. Could somebody please say amen? I believe that. Come on, I know some of you might be a little groggy, but wake up and clap to God and say, yes, Lord. Some mornings the saints are groggy. There's a little grogginess in the house today. But we want to wake up and seek the Lord together. And so three weeks we're going to be doing a series titled Heavenly Rewards. Heavenly Rewards. And Jesus promises to grant us heavenly rewards. Our Father in heaven wants to reward us. For seeking him the reason we called it heavenly rewards is because that's what Jesus basically calls it and Jesus is telling us over the course of the next three weeks Jesus will guide us through what are the keys to receiving heavenly rewards in 2024 and one of the things that you're gonna hear every single week for the next three weeks will be this, in Matthew chapter six, verse four, it says, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Your father in heaven who sees what's done in secret will reward you. God wants to pour out rewards on his children, but it all depends on what we do. A big part of it is what we do, what we believe, who do we depend on, just like Azareta was talking about, and Jesus is going to guide us through for the next three weeks. Now, one of the things that's going to be different about this series is Jesus gives us three things that will receive heavenly rewards, but I'm going to reverse the order because the last one is fasting in the scriptures, but for the purpose of our, of, of, of us being edified, we're gonna start with fasting. And before I read the text, let me just read. What is, what, is a, what is a reward? A reward is something that is given to us in recognition of one's service, effort, or achievement. Okay? So God rewards spiritual effort. Everyone say effort. That effort is very narrow and specific. Hebrews 11.6 says this, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is, everyone, a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Heavenly rewards... Are, are given to those who diligently seek him. And we're going to be learning how to diligently seek God over the next few weeks. We live in a world that is very reward-based. I mean, sometimes there's a reward out. Even the police say, if you give us information, we'll give you this reward. A lot of times parents reward their children for, uh, my wife and I, we reward our grandkids. If, if they quote Bible verses, we'll give them money. <laughs> we don't care. We'll, we'll bribe them. They say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. We buy them Lego sets and all kinds of stuff because we want them. We reward them for their behavior. Some people are, are looking for the reward of health by starting the year or by working out and on and on and on. But let me tell you something. There's nothing like heavenly rewards. Amen. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So here we go, Matthew Chapter 6, beginning with verse uh, uh, 16, we're going to look at today's focus now, and here's how it begins. This is Jesus speaking. He says, when you fast. Everybody say, when you fast. fast. Now, before I read the rest of this, I want to highlight to you that Jesus is presuming that you are going to fast. He doesn't say, if you fast. He doesn't say, maybe you should think about fasting. No, he says, when you fast. So what we are doing at the beginning of the year collectively, you should do throughout the year privately. And this is one of the keys to securing heavenly rewards. If you will take the time throughout your year... And it doesn't matter uh, uh, um, where you work or what you do. I've always talked about when I worked, at the, at, I worked for a reinsurance company um, way back uh, uh, back in ancient times. I worked at the Twin Towers, and I would go. I remember I worked on the 52nd floor of Tower 2, and I would go to this little church a couple blocks away sometimes, and I wouldn't eat lunch. I would just go read my Bible and seek the face of God. And it says, when you fast. So you need to know that Jesus expects that these practices will be a regular part of your life. Part of growing in God is that fasting should be part of a regular part of your life. And if, if today you're like, man, I've never fasted before. Okay, today is a great day to start. Okay, it's time to begin. Amen? So he says, when you fast... Do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. In other words, if you do it to be seen, it's not going to work. If you do it for other people, it doesn't work. This is about you and Jesus. This is very, very important, guys. Listen, it says... But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father, next week we'll be be learning how to pray when Jesus said, Our Father, how many know we have a heavenly Father? It says, and your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. There's a promise that when we set aside uh, uh, food, when we deny ourselves for the sake of getting closer to God, there is a great reward. The title of today's message is Fasting's Reward. And you know what? I'm going to pray one more time, but I want to say this to you. I want to highlight that Jesus is talking today about your private life with God, okay? You're going to hear me say this over and over and over this year, okay? We attach in private so that there can be a flow in public. Everybody say attach and flow. (laughs) Christianity essentially is built on the principle That if you attach deeply in private to God, okay, you can expect the flow of the Holy Spirit for God. You understand? We attach in private, and then there's a flow in public. This is the way it goes. And this is a big emphasis for this year. We attach When we're alone with God, why do you read your Bible every day? You read your Bible to connect deeply to God. You attach to God. This is what John, I'll talk about this in in a few moments. I'll actually give you the verse. But this is a deep, deep thing. But it's all about your private life with God. So, as we prepare to pray, where's your private life with God? We say here all the time, listen, Philadelphia. We say here, privately healthy, everyone, publicly fruitful. If you haven't taken DNA, please take DNA. Sign up for a Becoming Group that's coming soon. We, we, we want you to learn how to be privately healthy. How do you become privately healthy? It happens when you attach deeply to Jesus. So let me pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for the start of the year, God, that we could focus on drawing near to you. Father, we want to diligently seek you. Lord, I pray for the private life of every man and every woman in this room. <coughs> Excuse me. Father, I pray that there would be powerful transactions starting this very day. Lord, that we would go home and that we would get alone with you, and that we would feel and see and experience the difference, the power of the flow of the Holy Spirit to us and through us. So bless our time, bless our hearts, bless this season of consecration, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen Amen and amen. Okay, so what does it mean to fast? Fasting means to not eat or empty oneself out of of devotion or commitment, in our case, to God. Listen to what St. Augustine said. He said, Fasting cleanses the soul, raises the mind, subjects one's flesh to the spirit, renders the heart contrite and humble, Scatters the clouds of concupiscence. By the way, that's a fancy word. I, I wish we would have changed that word. It means that you're given to deep, to real fleshly activity, all sorts of immorality and debauchery. Concupiscence means that your lower nature, you just give in to whatever it wants. Okay? It says it scatters the clouds of concupiscence, and quenches the fire of lust, kindles. The true light of chastity. So, fasting means that you are purposely restricting yourself in some cases. In some cases, um, it, it should be in part, all cases, food. But for some of us, maybe there's more. Like some of us, it would be a great thing if you turned off social media for 21 days. Now, usually when I say that, I see people start fainting, like they're just falling over. Okay? So if your neighbor drops, just grab them and say, come on, we can do this. Okay? They're, they're like studies. There's notice, notice sometimes how many times when you're waiting or when you're just by yourself, how many times you just pick up the phone and look at it. We're addicted. Okay? We're just, it's a. Why, you just looked at it like two seconds ago. There's nothing new in two seconds. But we keep looking, we keep looking, and we're looking at this and we're looking at that, and we're occupying our minds with all sorts of stuff. I want to recommend to you, if the Lord leads you, give up social media. Just a recommendation. Make room for God. The purpose of fasting is to make room for God. And here's what we have to understand about this particular issue. You see, the human heart is limited in its capacity. Like you, for example, the Bible says you can't serve two masters. You know, You can't can't be totally committed to this and totally committed to that. It doesn't work that way. And part of what happens is, is that when our hearts are so full of things that are not spiritually helpful to us, we are naturally weakened because we're not taking advantage. In other words, if you eat Twinkies all day long... At a certain point, you're so full of Twinkies that even a healthy salad or some kind of strange kombucha drink, which I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's good, right? So kombucha. I'm like, I'm not drinking anything that says kombucha. I'm sorry, but now, you know, like the green this and the all of this. And like, If you eat Twinkies all day, then there's no room for something good. Okay, so spiritually speaking, we're the same way. And what we don't realize is that we're not our best because we, our capacity to receive from God has been diminished by what we're full of. And so part of fasting means that we are denying ourselves so that we could make room for God. How many would say amen? Amen. See, look, God's mercy and his love for you are unconditional, okay? But many of the promises and blessings of God, they are conditional. And so if you draw near to God, then guess what? God draws near to you. If you make time for God, God makes time for you, and then you receive the blessings of it. So, as we talk about fasting, there's just two key things that we're going to be locking in on today. And the essence of fasting is focus, and focus equals power. So, so many times we are spiritually diluted because there's a lack of focus. So let's look at what is really happening when we fast. Number one, what's supposed to be happening starting today is that we detach. Everybody say detach. Detach. So we detach so that we can attach. You understand? Fasting is one part abstaining and then one part attaching. Fasting is the denying of our earthly appetites in order to open ourselves up to spiritual provision and satisfaction. You'll never know spiritual satisfaction if you don't stop satisfying yourself with all the things of this world. But when you start to, but when you deny yourself, you give yourself this opportunity to be satisfied. Look, watch this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, people who've lived this life before us, and this is our turn, it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. We have to throw off what hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So let me say it plainly. Detaching means that you and I start to break agreement with sin And with the things of this world that hold us down. How many know we need some detaching in this house? How many know when you break agreement with the things of this world, you are making room to agree with God. But you have to detach first. And as we start this year, we couldn't do a better thing than start this year. This is fundamentally saying, I want to do a spiritual cleanse. I want to detach from things that have weighed me down. Maybe it's friendships this year. Maybe it's TV shows. Maybe it's certain kinds of books. Maybe it's certain kinds of hobbies. But I'm telling you right now, when you fast, the purpose of fasting is to detach. Everybody say detach. We've got to learn how to detach because when we detach, then all of a sudden we're opening ourselves up to the glories of heaven and detaching means that you throw off things that weigh you down. This is a very, very big deal. Ungodly attachments ruin the flow of the spirit. So here's, what, here's essentially what detaching does. Detaching breaks the power of unbelief. Anybody here battle with unbelief? Detaching. Can I tell you something? The biggest plague God has been showing me in the spirit realm, I've been, as I've been praying for the body of Christ and as I pray for you, you know what God has been showing me over and over and over again? Okay, I'm telling you what the Holy Spirit is whispering to my heart. And you know, when I say things like this, I don't just say things like this. Okay? But God is showing me that his children are battling with unbelief. Okay? And let me tell you if you battle with unbelief, you're believing so, such low things of God, it's gonna limit the great things that God wants to do in your life. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has given us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind. And you don't have to live the low life. There is a high life. There is an abundant life. But unbelief has to be broken. You can cross over. If you will detach, you can cross over and become the kind of man that is really close to God. So many men, I'm praying for you men, so many men, we stand on the outside and we come to church because we should come to church, but we're not acting and living like men who are deeply attached to God. It's time to break free and cross over and connect with your heavenly Father. When you cross over and start connecting with Jesus in a deep way, your life will look different. You will sound different. You will feel different. You will act different. People will start to follow you because you're full of God. And that's what we need. We need men that are so full of God that we're really leading the way. Could somebody say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. But look, you know how it starts? It starts by us detaching. There has to be this detaching some people live in worry. Some people live in anger or greed. So let me put it, let me put it this way, okay? What if um, you're one of those people, Now I'm not going to talk much longer. Tell them to send out the keyboard player because I want to pray. But what if you're one of those people who lives in the world of what if? Like, think about that. Think about that. Like I think, I'm, I'm thinking of people, I'm thinking of Mandy in Philadelphia. I'm thinking about Danielle in Philadelphia, Aaron. Okay? Thinking about people here. Is it God's will for you live, for you to live in the, the uh, 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 what do you call the mixer, the blender? What if, 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 Wow, I got dizzy for that one. It makes you dizzy. How many know the promises of God are yea and amen? And you don't have to live in the endless world of what if, what if, what if. But see, when you detach, you can break agreement with that kind of internal conversation. What if you're one of those people who um, uh, uh, you're always thinking someone's talking bad about you? You ever meet somebody like that? You know, everybody's against me. Nobody likes me. They're talking about me, and you're defensive. People are not even thinking about you, and you you got an issue with them because you think that they're thinking they're thinking about you. How do you break free from those deep emotional things that are not the voice of God? They're actually demonic suggestions. I'm telling you right now, start the year by saying, God, I want to detach from everything that fails to build me up in you. This is a very, very big deal. If we fail to understand the power of detaching, we don't get where we really are. Listen to this. Okay, so fasting makes us aware of our spiritual state and I I read this uh, recently and it blew me away. You ready? Awareness, not age, leads to wisdom. Okay? Awareness, not age, leads to wisdom. What, what does that mean? It means that you could be on this earth a long time but not be personally and spiritually aware. And no matter how much experience you have, it's, that's not necessarily going to help you with the things of God. Age doesn't get you there. Spiritual awareness is what gets you there. Because if you can't see what's holding you down, how can you help anybody else? That's why the Bible says, look, why do you sit here? Think about the people who have such strong opinions about the country, about politics, about this leader, about that leader. There are some people, your pastime is bashing leaders. You know why you do that? So that you don't have to look at yourself. Okay? You bash leaders like you're the authority of everything. It's just, you know, I, this started with me when I was a kid and I used to hear these these um you know uh you know this guy who's uh five foot eight, 140 pounds, and he's criticizing this linebacker who made a mistake in the game, who's making like twenty million dollars by the way. And um he's like two hundred and Sixty pounds of pure muscle. Got a full ride to this top university. Now he's playing in the NFL. And this this guy, who would never dare to step on that field with him, he said, "What a bomb! He's a bomb!" And all that. I was like, "Get a life! Don't be that side reporter. Get in the game, somebody. Would you please get in the game?" But look. If you don't take the time to detach, what happens is that you're not having the right conversations with God in your head. The wrong conversation inside of you is a real big deal. What's going on in your head and in your heart But when you stop and say, I love you, God. I want to draw near to you. I need you. Show me, God. You don't want this. I break agreement with that right now. You don't want that. I break agreement with that right now. Start the year by detaching. And even if it means that you have all of these plans and you say, God, I'm going to lay my plans down for the next 21 days. And until you tell me, to pick that up I'll break agreement with it we detach so that we can first attach how many know that there's power in the attachment but attachment is not powerful unless we detach so first thing we want to do this year is detach. and I was like Lord how do you make something like this um, Exciting. You know what my conclusion is? You can't. (laughs) There's no, like the doctor just told me to stop it with sweets. Oh, I'm so happy. No more banana pudding. You know what I mean? Some things we just have to break agreement with now. But here's what happens. Okay. First, we detach. And secondly, we attach. Everybody say, attach. Everybody say, I wanna attach. We have all been made to deeply attach to Jesus. And what defines fasting is detaching so that we can actually attach. What fasting does is it enlarges our capacity to attach. Deep attachment in private is what creates the flow in public listen to this jesus said i am the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and i in you what is he saying if you stay attached you will bear much fruit apart from me if you detach you can do nothing apart from me uh, you can do nothing so if we detach we can do nothing but when we attach," We will bear much fruit. Does anybody here want to bear much fruit in 2024? Anybody here wants to bear much fruit in 2024? What is required is that we would take the time to detach. Now, now this is kind of like the moment and, and ladies uh, I have gotten a fresh burden from the Lord for the men. I've been sending the men videos twice a month um, and it's it's uh, not because they're more important than you. How many know you are very, very important to the kingdom of God? Hallelujah. If you check, there's more women in every church than there are men, and women have a... Women, you know, when I, there's some questions I'll have for God when I get to heaven. One of them was, why did you make women more spiritual than men? Because women, they have this special antenna. You know, we've got those, like, you know the hanger with the aluminum foil on it? (laughs) And women have this big satellite dish. You know what I'm saying? Um, But God has his reasons. And God has really put on my heart uh, um, the importance of this. See, look, I believe that the biggest problem in our world right now, other than knowing Jesus, I'm saying the earthly manifestation of it, I believe it's fatherlessness. I believe all of the maladies of society, they're built off of fatherlessness. You know why we have uh, gang activity and shootings and all of this kind of stuff? It's because those boys don't have dads. And those boys don't become good fathers because they didn't have an example. And so somewhere, somehow, there has to be a break in this cycle of endless fatherlessness. How many know there has to be a revival of fatherhood and manhood, spiritual manhood, so that there could be a revival in this nation? Okay? We know, we know that there's no living this life without women. I, I, I could not survive two days without my wife, you know. And so, but that's not the point. The point is that if we're going to see great change, do you know how many people we counsel all year long? And what does it come down to? It often comes down to a missing father. So think about how important this is to teenagers, college students, grandfathers, fathers, right here in this room, right there in Philadelphia. How do you attach to God? You've got to be able to attach to God. The first video I sent to the men was all about worship. And I was trying to to reach out to the men and say, look, you have to be able to bow down Pass me that Bible, please. Look, everyone listening, you've got to find a way, okay? I'm pleading with you. You've got to find a way that when you read, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you There's got to be a way for when you read the Bible that you say, I don't want to forgive. But I bow my heart to you, God. Do you realize, do you see what they did? Do you see what he did? Do you see what she did? I don't want to forgive. But you bow your heart and say, I surrender. I surrender because God... I just want to be so pleasing to you. I want to be so attached to you. I want to be so close to you. That I will die to my own feelings and my own desires. I worship you, God. I worship you, Jesus. I bless you. You've got to be able to cross over when you're alone with God. If you bow in private, you're going to experience supernatural flow in public. Yeah. Okay? You can go to counseling. You can get teaching. You can get training. But there is a place that is so deep right. that only the Holy Spirit can reach. Those kinds of transactions happen When deep attachment takes place with God. So look, when we, thank you, sir. When we attach, here's what starts to happen. And I usually would jump up on it, but I got jacked up knees right now, so I'm just going to take my long walk here. You know, awareness is wisdom too, and so... Unbelief turns to faith. Worry turns into worship. Anger turns into love. Greed turns into peace. When? When we attach to God. I want to say that some people read their Bible, but they don't attach. And the reason they read their Bible, but don't attach, is because they're taking stuff in their head, but they're not attaching with their heart.